Section 38 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. Section 38 Solidarity Among the Brutes. Part 5 cooperation whether or not the guess is right that in that hubbub among the monkeys in the similar trees there was a rudimentary heresy hunt or in other words that the monkeys were screeching whatever in monkey language intimated bad form bad form order order it cannot be surprising to find solidarity such as theirs facilitated or even made possible by what can only be called a kind of language if Max Mueller had been beside Dr. Murphy one day in 1905 in Simla, and seen what Dr. Murphy did saw, he would probably have abandoned the proud claim he has made for humanity to a monopoly of speech. We must be content with the more modest boast of developing it. The doctor noticed a monkey sitting on the flat roof of a small house in Simla, where lived a man who roasted Graham and sold it. The little brown fellow was visibly hankering after the gram exposed for sale on a tray before the door. He leaned over and looked long at the man beside it. Then the doctor saw him go to a short distance and confer with four or five others, two of whom returned with him, and three little heads bent over the roof to study the situation in the unconscious cellar of Graham. Then one of them went down the water pipe behind the house, walked boldly round to the front of it, and openly, before the eyes of the astonished man, took a handful and ran away. The man snatched a stick and chased him, and Dr. Murphy noticed with surprise that, of two possible roads, the fugitive took the least convenient for himself, but the one that best kept the man out of sight and reach of his stall. As soon as he was gone, the two remaining monkeys hurried down and helped themselves to handfuls and escaped away, to be presently rejoined by their daring colleague, who had drawn away the man. It would be difficult to exaggerate the significance of this incident. These monkeys must somehow have been able to speak together and trust each other. To every union of several, we may apply what Heraclitus said of every unit. Its character is its fate. Solidarity is possible in exact proportion to the degree of honesty prevailing. So the monkeys must have had a rudimentary kind of honesty, as well as a rudimentary kind of speech. And that was why they could act on Moltke's maxim, Erst wagen, den wagen, first ponder, then dare. Or, in commoner words, think before you act, and then carry out their plans and cooperate well. We would be absent-minded beggars indeed if we did not see here the germ of that tribal solidarity from which all human civilization has gradually evolved. Let us never forget our humble beginnings, or despise our poor relations. End of section 38. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona.